This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. I tend to be uh, bristle when people say, well, you know, who's going to be your left tackle for the next 10 years or who's going to be your running back for the next eight, 10 Rex years. Rex and Jones and then a guy yeah. after him and then two guys after that. Yeah. You know, I, I always think we overstay and overshoot when we're projecting out. But when you're talking about a quarterback, I don't think that you can exaggerate that. Look at here. We're 2024. Patrick Mahomes came into the league in 2017. He started playing in 2018. He's going to be a quarterback for a decade before you know it, and he's still going to be playing at a high level. Caleb Williams can be that guy as a player. And I think that when you hear from guys like Mel Kuyper, let's take Mel Kuyper first for uh, an example. He does this for a living. He is ESPN's draft guru. Caleb Williams is number one on his board. And once Caleb Williams declared for the NFL draft, this is what Mel Kuyper had to say about that talent we're talking about. But when I came to the conclusion after going back and studying Caleb Williams, that's the guy to take. I would go Caleb Williams, sensational quarterback two years ago. Great early this year. Then he had some issues from Roy, that Arizona game, the Notre Dame game on. But bottom line is when you study the overall body of work field and the ability of him with his arm talent and the way he sees the field and how instinctive he is as a quarterback, to me, we say, well, it's an unknown with Caleb Williams, people say. It's a known with Justin Fields. No, it's not. It's an unknown whether Justin Fields can be franchised. So, sure, it's an unknown with Caleb. It's also an unknown with Justin. So, I'm going to reset the clock. I'm taking Caleb Williams number one overall. Hey, everyone. This is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Makes a lot of sense, Dan. No question. And I talked to uh, Mel's uh, colleague, Jordan Reed from ESPN, and there's a story up at ChicagoTribune.com off a, a conversation we had a couple weeks ago about why Caleb has been the top quarterback prospect on his board for a long time. And it is about some of those things that Mel talked about. It's it's the vision. It's the feel for the game. It's the understanding inside the pocket on how to move around and and create throwing lanes and, 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 and you know, make those big plays. Now, there will be a lot of research to be done on why he is number one, so dynamic as an improvisational playmaker, but whether that has created some bad habits in college where it's become a crutch for him to, uh, uh Oh, I'm in a little bit of trouble in the pocket. I'm going to escape because I know I can be a high level playmaker out here. And so how can you rein that in if you're an NFL team trying to get him to play within structure? But I, I reflect on all the conversations I've had with people around the league over the last month. Um, one in particular, David, a couple weeks ago, an AFC executive said to me that he went in uh, last summer to the Caleb Williams tape with a skeptical eye, expecting to roll his eyes and go, this kid's been overhyped. And he said he came out of there thinking just the opposite. He described the tape as quote unquote beautiful, that, that, that there's just things on here that scream high level NFL talent. And so you don't find anyone 
in the league that's saying, oh my God, there's, you know, nobody's going to tell you he's a flawless prospect, but no one's going to tell you, oh my God, this is a major risk in terms of who he is as a football player. Everyone's saying, where does the line start to get him? And the line starts behind Ryan Poles. And if Ryan Poles decides to sell his spot in line, then that's up to him for, for whatever reasons he decides to, to make that decision. But right now, that dude that runs the show at Hallis Hall is standing first in line for a quarterback prospect that everyone in the, around the league agrees that from a talent standpoint is head and shoulders above this current draft class and head and shoulders above many draft class in the years past. And I know the obvious counter argument is, well, how many times have the experts been wrong? Fine. that That's true. That's great. But what are you going to do? Just keep getting out of line because the, the, you, you're never going to have a 100% sure thing sitting in front of you? Yeah, there's no such thing as a sure thing. And there are questions to be answered about, well, it comes up a lot. He, he struggled against uh, uh, good defenses and he excelled against bad defenses in college. And we'll wait and see. Also, speaking of Mel Kuyper, I did want to get your opinion on this. He, we respect him highly as a talent evaluator because he has a track record to back that up. I don't know if he would be my first choice as personnel guy based on his opinion that Justin Fields could draw the Bears the eighth overall pick as he projected uh, in that same podcast on, on ESPN. I believe that that seems to be a bit high. You know, he referenced the Falcons at number eight as a somewhere that could maybe a uh, team that would be interested in, in Justin Fields and giving up the eighth overall selection for a quarterback that, in Mel's words, even had yet to really uh, arrive. I just wondered if that was – if the Bears got a second-round pick for Justin Fields, I think they would be, They'd be, be thrilled for that. Yeah, no, and that was incongruent with, with Mel saying in the clip you just played that Justin hasn't proven that he can be a franchise quarterback and then saying that some team in the top 10 of this year's draft is going to give away that top 10 pick to race to get him. There's a couple dynamics in that conversation that need to be stressed. Number one, we talk about Caleb Williams, Drake May, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., uh, Jaden Daniels. Um, you, you know, there, there is a, a quarterback crop here that appeals to a lot of NFL teams here a lot of those teams are going to try to see if they can land a rookie quarterback in the draft before they pivot and say, let me get another team's cast off here to come in and fill my hole. Right. And so that, that's something that you're going to have to, to keep tabs on this. The other part of this is like when we start linking up teams that don't have coaches with picks that they're going to trade away, it gets a little bit dicey. I mean, Bill Belichick interviewed with the Atlanta Falcons this week. Do we know what he thinks of Justin Fields? Is he really ready to, to give away the number eight pick in his first draft as the, as the Atlanta Falcons coach, if he becomes the Atlanta Falcons coach, to go make that trade and, and uh, after coaching Tom Brady for two decades, suddenly say that this is the guy that I want to use the number eight pick on to, to build on going forward? So anyway, that, that's just an entry point to say, like, there is just going to be so much speculative rumor flying around here in the next 100 days that we just got to be really careful about understanding what's real and what's not. It's not going to be easy right now. I don't think it's real in NFL circles that Justin Fields is going to net a top 10 pick from any team that's looking to get a quarterback. Well put before we move on to the offensive coordinator search and some other things, uh, anything else about the quarterback situation? No, I mean, like, I guess my, we can re-echo this sentiment for months, but like, the Bears are in an ideal situation here. They're, right. they're, they're, they're first in line in a quarterback draft that has a prospect that people are drooling to at least further research. You know what I mean? And they, there's just a weird, weird 
backlash on social media about how good of an opportunity that is. And it's just an undeniable opportunity um, that and, and I don't know uh, what your sentiment is after talking to a lot of people over the last couple of weeks in terms of the, the level of opportunity that's here and, and, and how strange it is for a city that has dreamed of an opportunity like this for decades to suddenly be very averse to this said opportunity that is sitting right in front of that. I think, yeah, I think people uh, understand that. And I think they are arguing over which quarterback uh, to keep, but maybe that's going to be muted a little bit in, in, in the weeks to come as, as the consensus, I think, becomes even more obvious and louder about Caleb Williams.